2, Scene 3. A child's room in the home of one who is well-to-do by standards of the 16th century, probably an official of some dukedom, whose wealth is acquired by taxes upon men who are mostly poor. What is this? Where am I? Faustus exclaimed, dizzy and strange. Mephistopheles sat on a bed, undressing a doll, discovering its cloth body and limp limbs, and a child in the corner sang nursery rhymes. Is that her? asked Faustus. Is that Caroline? It is, the companion sighed. As you can see, is she well? Oh, she is fine. And dandling the doll, he sing-song sang. Oh, neatly rhymed. Oh, Caroline is fine. Oh, Caroline, sublime. Faustus approached cautiously. May I speak? Can she see me? M mused distractedly. For Faustus false trusts, Mephisto awful teases, devil livids, gods dogs, bobber pop, sleep peels, eyes eye redder and redder. What did you say? Oh, well, yeah, you may. Ask her anything. Hello, the girl replied dreamily still tending the toys in her lap. Are you my daddy's friend? Don't you know my name? Do you know mine? Yes, I do. It's Caroline. Caroline, that is mine. Sun doth shine on my behind. My name is Johan, like my brother, she replied. And he would say, I am he, but was restrained. How old are thee? I am three. No, no, not he, but I am three, said Mephistopheles, and danced the doll upon his knee. Faustus asks, Where is your brother? I do not know. No, don't even think it, cautioned Mephistopheles. To see yourself as you were, or as you are, uh, which one would it be? Faustus was satisfied she was well, although he longed to embrace her. He dared not to, lest he alarm her, for he knew he was as a stranger. But he touched her hand. So came his tears, and she touched his face and wiped them gently away. Em sniffed the air. I smell sausages, Faustus thanked her, and Em arose. Come, let's go. So much more. Out the door. Faustus stepped back, went to the door, as the little girl returned to play. Faustus said no goodbye, but entered the house of his childhood. It amazed him. It all existed exactly the way, exactly the place as it had been. The clock of his father, the books he knew so well, the smell of the kitchen, foods that were cooking. His mother was there with her familiar helper. She did not know him, of course, but she politely received him. She offered him kuchen, crumb cake, which he loved, and he wished he'd asked renewed life for her as well. She died before his doctorate earned. 
He could not bear her presence near, remembering her. His anxious heart hurt. He wants her to be alive again with him. M witnessing the shriveling of time, the kitchen shrinking darkly, caving in, excused them politely, but hurrying shoved him out of doors while swiping up the cake and winking, the women laughing. Out the door into the street the two went racing, unthinking, down the alley that he'd once taken when he was a student, when he had studied Latin, God and Greek, the ancient. But stopping, he touched the wall, fingering the grout, reflecting that, I loved them, I loved my books. These words which came from curious men, their discoveries, my dreams and delights, when I opened a book, I came upon a treasured secret. When I opened a book, I found mysteries I could not speak. Truth of truth, the garden behind the wall. Words lost to the knowing, beyond our common wisdom, unknown to my father and forgotten by our priests. I remember how I hated them, their liverish hands, their alcoholic breath. Hypocrites and pederasts who have defiled our prayers with politics, our rights with righteousness, supercilious piety and bigoted ignorance, beliefs of which they understand mere surfaces, not the deep, not the carnal being, nor the mysterious, the profound Christ in me, body and blood of each of us. Oh, you do go on, the voice behind him mocked. Mephistopheles chased him, while both, dashing down the streets, ran headlong into toppling corridors, pavement heaved, canted corners, veering, ramping, precipitous passages so steep or skewed that in rash pace they tumbled, or hurled, or spun and sprawled. Racked and breathless, shouts echoed between the crooked walls where windows cracked, the sky a slant, and doorways plunged to black, and all his feelings blearing streamed 
as if his mind collapsing melts, while thoughts confounded ripping, sucking, swirling, raced and wrecked on rocks. He was scentless in confusion. The other laughed aloud when Faustus stopped alarmed to hear him laughing, laughing maniacally, hysterically, heard the gentling voice, felt him touch his arm. Do you want some cake? It's really good. Faustus turned in place. The cupped cake held the crumbs of cake on M's white face, took Faustus aback. He looked absurd. It seemed so comic, his anxiety, lunatic. When young Faustus, old Faustus, met, coming round the corner in his haste to make a class and not be late, excuse me, the younger to the older, said. Yes, of, of course. No, wait. But the boy had gone. Is that me? Or is that I, doubted Mephistopheles, which is correct. But in this circumstance, who is whom to wonder whom he may be? Which mind is he? Which one is he? What if there were three? Oh, hurry, hurry, exasperatedly. Faustus worried. He'd not catch himself. Faustus followed, M musing. There are those silly rhymes again. They raced away and found the boy, and he entered school, who took his seat among youthful company. E, always E, does the author know no other rhymes than these? There, you see, it's just too easy. Faustus watched from the window while Mephistopheles slouched and looked away. He sighed. What is the fascination so instinctive to these creatures? They want to look and look again at their own selves. Is there really nothing better to see? Know thyself, the philosopher said. Is that not already known? What is it? Keep looking. What does it show? Like picking your nose, snot grows. Oh, look, I found myself, M demonstrates. Thusly, be quiet, Faustus hushed him, so he may hear his child self speak, who, addressing the class meekly, had spoken briefly and weakly. They missed the small speech, but it ended with rebuff. The grave, pock-faced cleric scolded him, derisive laughter from the children scalded him. 
He saw his other self wounded, his bruised pride withdrawing to cringe in the outer edge of the room where he remembered he had wished to disappear. He remembered he had asked a question, impertinent, not innocent, but mere words. The scholar had locked his heart with that key, the memory of that shame, a defiance he retained. He set his life to claim a privilege to discovery for anything he asked, whether insolent or heresy. Still, it was a nasty question, M goaded him to see. Do you forget? And M renewed the scene. Put boy before the class again, where Faustus heard him say, How shall God make Mary his mother? If he is father, if he and Christ the same, then mother and son shall copulate? And was not allowed to complete his paradoxical, paradigmatic claim that God exists by his self-creation, that all shall be perpetual in change. To him, this should be most holy mystery, but what he suggested was filthy profanity. Again, the loud catcalls slaps to his cheeks from the outraged priest for his blasphemy. Later, you were beaten in the playground for the sewage of your mind. See this, then? Mephistopheles clapped his hands, and they saw five boys pummeling a small boy alone on his knees, calling him devil, calling him Satan. They beat him till he was bloodied. Faustus stepped up to them, scattered them, scared them, and helped the poor boy himself to stand. But the boy took him for a priest by his gown, and struck at him, his enemy, that made Mephistopheles laugh. Oh, look, the child is the father of the man. How he loathes what he becomes. The moral of your sorcery, it is the parable of your life. He's hurt, and Faustus would follow. Oh, he will live, M smirked, and pointed to him the proof. Proof. <laughs>